Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie Midwinter and Izzy Phillips as we preview the ITV action this weekend at Newmarket, Ascot and at York. Plenty of races to get our teeth stuck into but we're just going to be focusing on a few of the, the main races. But before we get into it, let's see how everyone is. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. You've not been on for a little while. Royal Ascot was the last time... You're on. How's your form um, keeping? That's not been too bad, actually. Um, I mean, Royal Ascot in particular, I had quite a few big winners. Um, and then, like today, I'm on a 100% strike rate with Quinault. So, um, yeah, pretty good. I think I'm keen to say that, you know, with the selections that I'm looking at today, I am going to be keeping a close eye on the weather forecast um, before making my final selections for Saturday because it does seem very unsettled at the moment. So I think, obviously, honourable mentions, but certainly I would say keep an eye on the weather forecast. Yeah, definitely. I was looking at the old weather earlier and yeah, I think it's coming in tomorrow and it could be a, a wet weekend. Hopefully not on the tipping front, though. Uh, Katie, how are things with you? Yeah, all good. Um, enjoyed the first day of the July Festival at Newmarket. Good to see Nostrum back and in winning ways. So, yeah, looking forward to the action. There's lots of good racing on Saturday. So lots of old favourites in there as well. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I always like the July meeting at Newmarket. I think it's one of those that's maybe underplayed a little bit, but you normally get some decent class action. And, yeah, um, hopefully uh, we can find you some winners this weekend. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 325 at Newmarket. It's the Bet365 Superlative Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest for uh, the Juveniles. And City of Troy is your favourite, 13-8. to 8. We've then got Great Truth at 3-1. Big um, price in up in price to Hardham at 9-1. to 1. We've then got Iberian at 10. Spanish Phoenix at 14s. Odyssey at 16. Sun 16s. Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. It looks like this uh, race is revolving uh, around the front two in the market. We've obviously got one from Bally Doyle, one from Team Godolphin. Do we think it's going to go to one of those two? Uh, yeah, I think that City of Troy has got the favourites chance here. Um, he won well at the Curra two weeks ago. Um, on that occasion, both Donica and Joseph had fancied runners in that race as well. Uh, but it sort of seemed a little bit of a case of Barbano's best um, with City of Troy actually winning quite impressively in the end. Um, so I'm I'm quite happy to stick with him in this. Okay, City of Troy it is for Izzy. How about you, Katie? How did you see it? I quite like Hartum in here. I can see the case for the other City of Troy, Great Truth, uh, Iberian. They're all very nicely bred, unbeaten and unexposed. They look like classy types, but Hartum's got experience in his favour, ran well in the Coventry, beaten less than three lengths by River Tiber and less than two lengths behind a subsequent Group 2 winner in Bucanuro Forte. I think he's a really promising horse. I love a Hannon two-year-old and Sean Levy's on board. Decent each-way price as well, so I'm going to take a chance on him. <laughs> That's interesting because I'm going to go for the other Richard Hannon horse, Sun. 
Um, has already got a bit of experience with some cut in the ground. He finished third when he wasn't disgraced in his debut at Ascot. He then um, stepped forward to win on his next uh, run at Newbury, and he was well back to the market that day. He was sent off 6-5 to favourite. He couldn't have done it any easily. He's by two darn hot, who I think uh, his progeny will start to improve as we get on uh, through through the year. And um, I just thought he was a little bit overpriced. We've seen um, connections have success in the past um, with these kind of horses, and I just think some 16 to one where the, the top two have only raced um once i, I just think that uh, i think maybe they, one of them could possibly flop and there could be some each way value to be had out there so if see if troy for izzy um katie quite likes the chances of hardem and i'm going to go for sun so that's the superlative covered we then move on to the four o'clock where we have a big 20 field uh runner handicap um it's the four o'clock the bunbury cup um over seven furlongs monster is your favourite 15 to 8. We've then got a wall at 8. Bless him at 17 to 2. Biggles at 9 to 1. Streets of Gold 9s. Star Orion 12s. Gorak 16. Shining Blue 16s. Bigger are the rest. Katie, you could probably have a few darts here and not find the winner, but um, who, who's going to be on your uh, shortlist for this one? Well, I'm going to give a mention to Bless him, first of all. I love this horse. He's a legend. Uh, nine years old now. I'm making this 46th start. I just don't like his price. He's usually a huge price and really nice each way back. But I think he's a little bit too unreliable to be backing him at 8-1, to 17-2 in a 20-runner field. Usually he's dropped in, given a patient ride by Jamie Spencer. But Calm Shepherd is on board here, uh, which makes me wonder if maybe connections will opt for a change of tactics, ride him a little bit closer to the pace. Uh, just worry that he'll struggle to find gaps late on. And yeah, he's too short for me. So I've looked elsewhere and I quite like the look of Spangled Mac. He's been dropped a pound for finishing eighth in the Wokingham. Uh, that was two days after he finished fourth in the Buckingham Palace Stakes. He's a nice horse and I think he's still on a workable mark off uh, 94. Good enough to make the frame at a decent each way price. I think he's around 20 to 1. Um, so he'll be my main selection. But I'll also give a quick mention to an old favourite in Ropey Guest who can often outrun his odds. Uh, he's a dude and I'll probably be having a small save on him as well. Okay, a couple then to watch out for in the Bunbury Cup from Casey. How about you though, Izzy? Um, how did you see the, this race? Um, to be honest, I think it's obviously just a really difficult race. And like Katie said, there's quite a few in here that I think they're just a little bit short. Um, you know, there's quite a few that are on kind of comeback missions, perhaps had a bit disappointing races last time out. So I had a little look at Streets of Gold, um, but I'm going to be honest, I was a bit put off by the trainer form. Um, so I think a while was obviously a, a good third to Jimi Hendrix um, last time out at Royal Ascot. But I think you might be better off having a little look at something at a bit of a bigger price to see whether you can get some each way value. One that I quite like the the look of back over seven furlongs is um, Cruyff Turn. Um, he was, you know, I, he was down in class last time when he got his win um, at Red Car, but you know he did get his head in front. So perhaps you know on a winning on a winning spell, he might be one at a little bit of value. Okay, one to watch out there. Uh, Cruyff Turn, big price, twenty five to one on my screen. So yeah, 
one to maybe keep an eye on. Um, I quite like Biggles here. I think he could potentially go a favourite for this race. Ryan Moore, Rafe Beckett teaming up. Ryan Moore rode him last time, but I think you can forgive his run when he finished ninth at Royal Ascot. He was drawn on the far side, and he was actually the winner of his group over there. So I think you can maybe mark up that effort. The time before that, he's been running some solid races in early caps. He finished second in the Victoria Cup with a bit of ease in, in the ground. He won't mind it if the rain does come. I think he's a rock-solid horse. I think Rafe Beckett's going to have a good weekend. He's operating at 23% strike rate I think Ryan if he rides him handy doesn't get into too much trouble I think he'll be banging down the finish and I think 9-1 to is a really solid each way bet so I'm keeping it simple with Biggles we then move on to the feature race of the New Market July Festival. It's a 4.35 um, Potomps Network July Cup Stakes. It's a Group 1 for the Sprinters over six furlongs. Only nine runners this year. We've seen bigger fields in recent years, but we've still got an intriguing contest. Shaquille is your favourite at 9-4. to four. Unbeaten this year. Looks to have very solid claims. Azure Bleu is then next in at 7-2. Uh, we then got Little Big Bear at 4s. Kim Ross at 11-2. Cardem at 11s. Arpath. 33s along with Emirati Anna and Rent Freedom and the dream is the outsider at 40 to 1. Izzy, this looks an interesting race. We've got the uh, the three year olds taking on their elders. Do we think the younger horses might just hold the aces here? Um, potentially, I think obviously I was looking primarily at the fact that we've got two last time out winners from Royal Ascot here with Shaquille and Carden. Um, obviously Shaquille I think was so incredibly impressive considering that he reared in the stalls at the start it's uh, hard to see why he won't run, run well again um, I know obviously Cardem isn't the price he was when he won at Royal Ascot at around like 80 to 1 um, but he is an old favourite of mine and I still think he looks a pretty tasty price here you know he he does spring a win um and it may be that he's had his one of the year now at royal ascot but actually if he's on a little bit of a winning streak i i wouldn't ignore him either so i'll probably stick with shaquille um and then have an each way go on cardem as well okay shaquille and cardem in the july cup for izzy how about you katie i know there's a, a favorite horse of uh, yours in here you're going to be siding with them well it's a great race um i'm finding it hard to choose between my head and my heart a bit because i do love little big bear he is one of my favorite horses in training i thought he was an absolute superstar uh, as a juvenile head and shoulders above the rest he was completely dominant but he has been exposed this season. Um, I don't think he would have stayed the mile in the guineas. But um, he did finish the race lame after being struck into. You can put a line through that run. He bounced back to form uh, with a decent group two at Haydock. But he just couldn't get his head in front when he was back in group one company at Ascot. I think it's difficult to see him reversing form um, with Shaquille, who won the Commonwealth Cup. He's been more solid this season. But my heart does say little big Ben. I think it might be worth keeping the faith in him. This is going to be a differently run race. He was quite prominent at Ascot where Shaquille came from the back and maybe that helped him in that race. So I'm just hoping that we'll see different tactics this time out and that little big bear can get his head back in front. Oh, little big bear. It is for Casey. I'm actually going to put a couple up here because I think there could be a little bit of a boil over, especially if this rain comes. I think 
that could be what holds the key to this race, uh, the ground. If it does come up soft, I think Kim Ross has an excellent chance. I didn't think he was... Um, uh, I don't think he ran a bad race last time out when he finished seventh um, in what was the Platinum Jubilee Stakes at um, Royal Ascot. I thought that was a good run. He loves juicing the ground. He's got plenty of form over six and seven. Probably his best trip is seven, but if it does rain, that's going to bring him into it. And like I said, Reg Beckett's team are going well. Will Bjork are really eye-catching jockey book in. I thought Art Power could have a chance. He finished fourth in this race a couple of years ago. Yeah, his career's never really uh, kicked on since then, but I think if the rain comes, he won't mind it. And the dream as well. I think at 40 to 1, she could be massively overpriced. Um, she's been campaigned over five furlongs uh, on her last couple of starts. But if you go back to the form when she hacked up at Doncaster uh, at the Lincoln meeting and also as well when she won on Guinea's Day at Newmarket, obviously she would have to improve a little bit from those efforts, put up career best. But if we do get the rain, I think over this trip, she's not a 40 to 1 shot, and I wouldn't be at all to see her price collapse on the day if, like I say, the rain does come. So, yeah, they're my uh, darts in this uh, very competitive looking July Cup stake. So that's um, New Market covered. We're then moving on now. We can then move on to the 145, where we're going to Ascot to the 1711 Learning to Work Bake Off competition heritage handicap and we've got a very um competitive looking race again a big field handicap and the market looks like this kingsland is your favorite 15 to 2 we then got bond chairman at 10s along with rohan vintage clarence is also 10s equal actual 11s along with Rasels, zarzini 12s arecibo 14s padri 14s dream composer 14s and bigger the rest so many horses in here ran about the same kind of price um it looks very competitive, Katie, but uh, who are you going to go with? I'm really keen on Rohan here. Um, I think he could put his disappointing runs behind him. He's down in class, back in handicap company, uh, only one pound higher than when he last won in a handicap in the Wokingham last year. So I think off one one ten, um, one ten. sorry, he's in with a great chance. He's the best horse in this field for me, and although he can be inconsistent... Uh, he's often running in races that probably do test his limits a lot of the time. I think he'll be more comfortable at this level. And I think he's more than good enough to win this. I think 10 to 1 is a brilliant price for him. So I'm really keen on his chances. Okay, Rohan, it is for Katie. Uh, strong vote confidence from her. Um, how about you, Izzy? Uh, who do you like in this uh, opener at Ascot? Well, I usually like um Kings Lynn and I, I do think that he's got a win in him and I think it I think it certainly could be in this race. Andrew Baldin is in decent form um and you've got a claiming jockey on board as well. Um I think Kings Lynn ran quite a promising race at Royal Ascot considering he was away from the pace and he was running a bit of his own race really um up that far side rail. So I've stuck with him a few times and I don't feel really like I want to desert him now. But um, I will give in another honourable mention to um, Equilateral. Um, he hit the crossbar a couple of times at Haydock um, and he was a respectable fifth last time out at Royal Ascot as well. Um, so there's a couple there that, you know, ran decent races um, and I think could come on for that run. I, I am... I do tend to agree with Katie. I absolutely love Rohan, even if it's just for the fact that I'm a massive fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, 
but I think he could also run a big race as well. So I've, I've kind of got a bit of a three-way split going here, but I think if I'm pushed to pick one, then I'd probably go for Kingsland. Okay, Kingsland it is for Izzy. I like a couple in here. I thought Dream Composer was interesting for Dougie Costello and James Evans. Is drawn in still one. Might be a negative out there on the far side of the track. Um, but I just like the way that this horse keeps improving. It was a good win last time at Sandown. It's turned out again quickly, but the way he's been running, I think he could easily go very close. And the other one that I thought was uh, worth mentioning at a big price was um, Call Me Ginger. For Amy War and Jim Goldie. Um, Jim Goldie wouldn't send too many down to Ascot unless he thought they had a chance. This horse has got good form at the track. Uh, one um, back in July last year uh, over this course and distance. And I just think they've been aiming at this horse at this race. Amy War's got a really good relationship, claims five pounds with this horse. And I think if they go hard, she'll be suited by um, the strong gallop. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see maybe Call Me Ginger finish. Maybe in the first four or five, you'll get extra places on the day. I just think he is maybe a little bit overpriced and maybe one punters uh, are, are ignoring. So, uh, yeah, I would urge you to maybe have a look at the case of Call Me Ginger, maybe from an each-way perspective. So that's our thoughts then on the opening race set Ascot. We then move on to their feature, which is the 220 Fred Cowley MBE Memorial Summer Mile Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest. And Master of the Seas is favourite for Charlie Appleby at 7 2. We've then got Aldaria at 9 2. Jimi Hendrix at 11 2, along with the Mighty Ulysses. Angel Blur is 6 is Regal Reality 8. Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. I know there's a horse that you've got a lot of time for in this race. Are you going to be siding with him? Absolutely. Um... I absolutely love Jimi Hendrix. I don't think that is any secret anymore. He's on a roll. Um, I think that he also quite likes to win this time of year. He was successful, I think it was this time last year, at the July meeting at Newmarket. So I know that this is Ascot, but, you know, time of year. Um, we've also got the fact that, you know, he has got pretty good course form at the minute after um, quite an emphatic win at Royal Ascot last time out. Um, he's dropped back to seven furlongs, but that shouldn't be a concern. And I think that he's got a fantastic chance. Okay, Jimi Hendrix it is for Izzy. How about you, Katie? Uh, I really like Master of the Seas here. I think he's the best horse in the race. He's a pound inferior to Aldari, but I prefer his form. And he's run a group two this year. Was unlucky not to win a group one as well in Maidan. Disappointing when last seen, but I think he can bounce back and, and the yard are back in form as well, so I'm really keen on him. Okay, Master of the Seas it is for Katie. Um, I'm actually going to go with Angel Blur here, another Rafe Beckett horse. Um, seemed to be popular this week. Um, I think it was a good run last time out in the Queen Anne at Royal Ascot. He finished seventh on that occasion, but if you go back and watch the race replay, he was a little bit unlucky to probably not finish a little bit closer. It was a bit of a tactical affair, and um, I think you can maybe upgrade that performance. Uh, down in grade now, a bit of easing in the ground. I think he could definitely go quite well. Um, I think he's a little bit overpriced, and I think, yeah, if he can step forward from that run in the Queen Anne, I think he's he's a good uh, chance here at 11-2, and he could also do the dirty 
each way. I wouldn't put you off there. So yeah, Angel Blur is going to be my selection in the race. We then move it over to York, where we've got plenty of races we could have looked at, but we're going to look at the big race there on their card on Saturday, which is the feature. It's the 310. Uh, it's a John Smith's Cup handicap over a mile and two. Sonny Liston is your favourite, seven to one. We then got Noble at eight. See the Casper at eight as well. Spirit Dancer nines. Long Tradition 10s along with Scampi, Millboss 12s, Cadillac 14s along with Majestic. Bigger are the rest. Katie, I'll come to you here first. Again, a tricky looking um, handicap, but uh, who are you going to go with? Yeah, it took me a while um, to have a strong fancy in this one, but I've been leaning towards Cadillac. He got wiped out at Ascot, so I think you can completely put a line through that run. He's a £5 claimer on board here, taking some useful weight off his back. And I think he has a good chance, 14 to 1. It's a really decent each-way price. Uh, so he's the one that I like in this. There's another horse that I usually go for in here, uh, that's Haunted Dream. But he doesn't appear to be particularly well handicapped uh, to me in this race. So I'll probably let him run, but the trip will shoot him. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see him run well, but my selection is Cadillac. Okay, Cadillac it is for Katie. I have to say he has been a bit of a cliff horse of mine in the past, but I'm going to let him take his chance this time. How about you, Izzy? Who did you like in this big race at York? Sorry. That's right. Um, I'm probably just going to stick with Sonny Liston here, just following that Jimi Hendrix form from Royal Ascot last time. Yeah, I completely see your angle with him. He was definitely towards the top of my shortlist. Um, I think that's good for me. Won't mind a little bit of easing conditions as well. Was once considered a derby horse. He actually ran in the derby. Okay, never stayed the trip. But yeah, he, he's definitely got a good chance, I think. Um, the other one that I'll just give a, a favourable mention to at a, a slightly bigger price is a horse called Mahaba the Champ. Um, was an impressive winner at the Dante meeting over this course and distance. He then went to Epsom where I just don't think he was in love with the track. Um, returning to York, I think, is a positive. Uh, he wouldn't want probably too much rain, but I just saw 18 to 1. He could be slightly overpriced. And, yeah, if he could run up to that form in the Dante, I, I think he could go quite well. So, yeah, he, he's my other selection to keep an eye on. So um, that's it then for the main races. Uh, before we sign off, Katie, I know you had a couple you wanted to mention. Yeah, there's a couple I like at York. Um, the first is in the two o'clock, Wild Lion from five to one. Son of the last lion, who did well to win here last month. Cheap pieces stay on. He's four pounds higher for that win, but he has a five pound claimer on board. So I think he has got a good chance of making it back to back wins. And in the following race, Queen Me uh, is around a six to one shot. She's shown plenty of ability today. She went on debut before being narrowly beaten in the louder stakes. Went on to finish third in a group three, um, finished three quarters of a length behind a subsequent group three winner, believing there as well. Her upton trip uh, this campaign struggled to make an impression in the 1,000 guineas, uh, but ran really well when she returned over six furlongs, finishing six, um, three lengths behind Shaquille in the Commonwealth Cup. Down in class now, I think she's the ability and the speed uh, to compete against the boys here. And I think she's more than capable of landing a listed prize. So I'm quite keen on, on her chances. Okay, I was quite keen on the chances of Queen Me as well. He stole her off me. and a bit annoyed she found that one. But yeah, I think she's got a cracking chance. 
Uh, Izzy, is there anything um, that you wanted to mention as well? Um, so I've been having a little look at the racing for tomorrow. So if this goes out in time, um, I just want to give a mention to Via Sistina. I think she's got a fantastic chance tomorrow in 335 um, at the Newmarket July meeting. She's been so, so impressive so far. She's down in trip a little bit, but that shouldn't be a concern. And I think that she's probably a really good hot favourite for tomorrow. Yeah, especially if that rain comes as well. Yeah, I could see her being well-backed on the day. So that's all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thanks again to Izzy and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this week. Um, remember to follow us on all the social media channels. We're available on Twitter and Instagram, all the major podcast platforms as well, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. Please remember to gamble responsibly, and we'll be seeing you again soon. 